0: Rajna Spark's special series, 59 Days of Healing, where we explore one maxim from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind, each day to integrate the practice into our lives. Before we begin with today's maxim, just a quick reminder that yesterday, the second Friday in January, is notorious for the sudden death of New Year's resolutions. While these 59 days of healing aren't necessarily a resolution, we might have a similar kind of phenomenon happening where we see our energy flagging a bit or we're thinking, goodness, are we still up to day 13? There are another 46 of these to go. Yep, we're up to day 13 and there's another 46 of these to go. And this is a wonderful thing. A great way to refresh our aspirations is not to force ourselves, not to descend into shoulds and the like, but to connect with ways in the last 12 days that this practice has felt joyful, replenishing, eye opening, or whatever it might be for you. It's also a good time to look at the ways we've been working with these maxims. Maybe we're journaling. Maybe we're talking to others. I see several of you posting on Instagram and Facebook the insights that have come out of the practice, which is a lovely way to share with others. But it doesn't really matter what it is you do. Whatever way sings for you is the best way. Now's a good time to just connect, see what's working, what's not working. Maybe there's a new way of engaging the maxims that might bring some fresh energy into this time. I invite you to let your sacred creativity run free and bring more support, gentleness, and precision into your practice. Now let's move on. Today is day 13, and we're working with point three of the seven points for healing dualistic mind, Turn Challenges into Opportunity. Maxim 13 reads, Take in the immense kindness of all beings. This is usually folks' favorite maxims. It feels lovely. And actually, it is. It can sound kind of new agey or wishy-washy to think of the immense kindness of all beings. Give it a try. Some things are pretty basic. We can think about all the beings it takes, all the lives that a single meal or breakfast, has touched. All the people it took to to bring it to the market, the folks that we purchased it from, the animals that were possibly hurt or even killed in harvesting foods and so forth. The impact on our environment to process the foods, transport them, produce them, package them, etc. We might not think of all of that as kindness. We might think, oh, well, you know, those folks are just doing their jobs or It doesn't matter if insects get killed, there's no way to avoid it. What this maxim is trying to point us to is finding ways to open our hearts to other beings in ways that we overlook. Sometimes we can get a little bit armored to the way that we are interconnected with others. We may not realize that not only in ways that are beneficial. To us and them, we learn from beings all the time. Much of the path of spiritual practice in Buddhism and other traditions involves elevated mindsets like love, benevolence, caring, patience, generosity, delight, equanimity. How are you going to do any of that without somebody to be delighted in, caring about? benevolent towards. Beings are the field in which we cultivate all of these qualities that are intrinsic to our mind and yet obscured. When we see beings through the light of their immense kindness, that veil gets lifted, it gets thinner. And I really want to point out words in my translation here, to take in That's really the point of this maxim. It's something that we are actively doing, not because we have to, not because we should, because it's there and we can imbibe it like sustenance, really bringing it in and feeling how incredibly connected we are to the kindness of so many beings. Traditional teachings will talk about this as seeing all beings as our mothers, and we may not all have great relationships with our mothers. So if that's difficult, another way of looking at it is perceiving all beings as our teachers. The way I like to talk about it is my llamas and my mamas seeing all beings as nourishing, teaching, helping me to soften towards all beings, developing a tender, warm, open heart, which of course benefits others but is darn good to be living out of for ourselves.
1: So it seems like it might be easier to do this when people or with people who have more clear, good intentions toward us, that we can see what they're doing as kindness. What do we do in situations where somebody seems to be not so supportive or not overtly supportive of us or who we're in conflict with? How can we see what they're doing as a kindness?
0: In Buddhism, there are many teachings that say anyone who points out your flaws is actually the best kind of teacher there is. Why is that? The whole point of Dharma is to spot where we are letting ourselves down and be able to cultivate qualities that help us to heal those, transform them, and eventually transcend them. Somebody who's saying, hey, you're a total blankety-blank, is doing exactly the work of dharma. (laughs) They're telling us where we are letting ourselves and others down. Sometimes people might not even be as kind as that. Maybe they're just in a bad mood. Maybe they're wrong, and if you polled the entire universe, everybody would agree with you that they're wrong. This is a wonderful opportunity to cultivate equanimity, patience, and the like. Sometimes when things are at loggerheads, something has to give. This person is giving you the opportunity to be magnanimous and to take that first step.
1: So if no one stirs me up, I don't have the opportunity to learn to settle myself and to open myself up. Is that it? That could actually be
0: conditions for getting very puffed up. Oh, I'm so blissful. I'm such a great meditator. Nothing disturbs me. I must be enlightened, that kind of thing. And yet, the first time we encounter somebody that roils us up, we realize, oh, I have some work to do. It's really important, as my teacher in Nepal always says, to look through the windshield and through the rearview mirror in the spiritual path. It's good to see how far we still have to go, but don't forget how far we've come and vice versa. We might be very happy to see that there's been a lot of change to us. Others may say, oh, you're a different person. If we spend too much time in the rear view mirror, we don't see how much we still have to travel. Either way, it's very helpful to know where we are and others are wonderful mirrors for that.
1: It seems like it's not even about what other people do, which could be, could seem really nice what they're doing or it could seem really mean what they're doing, but also about giving us an opportunity to reflect on how we perceive other people because that's such an important thing. If it weren't for all these other people, we wouldn't have an opportunity to notice how limited our perceptions are.
0: That's exactly right. And you can see already only on maxim number 13, how they're starting to interact with one another. Other people help us to see our misperception. How? Because if we recall from a few days ago, there are different objects, three objects, three poisons, three virtues, different individuals, experiences that we encounter, rub up against the toxins, the clashes, or emotions that disturb mind's natural tranquility in us that gives us the opportunity to turn that around and act out of excellence, virtue, and goodness. Not in the sappy way. This isn't an instruction to sit there looking beatific, allow people to do whatever they please. You may have to take proactive measures, but you do that from a space of understanding that it's actually immensely kind for someone, for example, points out that you're not particularly good at setting boundaries by invading them and giving you the opportunity to reassess and establish boundaries in a healthy way. What this maxim is talking about is that we operate from different aspirations, not criticizing, pointing fingers and blaming, treating everything as a kindness in the sense of which we might not otherwise in a way of, I really want to transform. I want to own my power to experience the world as the beautiful, pure land that it truly is, even amidst all of the mess. That is an opportunity that we gain through other people.
1: Well, thank goodness for other people. That's right. (laughs) This has been Yeshe and Tanya. On day 13 of Prajna Spark's special series, 59 Days of Healing. Tune in daily for more maxims from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind. Check the episode notes for more resources and email us, sparks at prajnafire.com with any questions. May all beings benefit.